Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell and my co-host Connor Holiday are here and it is going to be a podcast where we're probably going to brag a lot because we kind of, we yeah, we had some stinkers and at least the ones you know we lost, like we lost them right away. Uh, no, well, maybe for you. Two of my losses, it's like, yeah, I saw, or one was just an absolute ass kicking. Yeah, one was just dead, actually dead to begin with now that I think about it. And then two of them, it was like second half collapses, but we'll get into those Yeah, uh, in a bit. Also, I was very fucking fortunate to, I had a weird situations that were going on Saturday. So there were some games I didn't get in on time and I was looking to live bet and I decided to back off of that. I picked on the show, so I apologize, but didn't actually make and place the bet. And I'm glad I didn't, but I still, well, we'll get into all this. But let's start off with the ACC. Starts off with a bang. Western, or It depends where you got the number. So I don't know if you got the number right, because I bet it right out the gate. But Virginia... I didn't bet this one. Okay, Virginia 49, Wake Forest 47. The line closed at 2.5. We gave it out on the show 1.5. So that's why you listen quickly and you look at the lines fast because that two points... Granted, they easily should have covered this game. They missed a ton of free throws down the stretch. This looked like a classic Tony Bennett-Virginia game. Literally, what is that? 96 points total. Yeah, I didn't... I mean, this was when we were both at work, and I didn't pay attention to this score whatsoever. Uh, Wait, was this when we were at work? Yeah, this was a noon tip. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have any attention on it. I was more... uh, There were other games at noon that I had more attention on, but yeah, good win for Virginia. Uh... And, I mean, for Wake, they're still flirting with that bubble. So, this was kind of a win that you would hope to get to, like, firmly put you in. But, I mean, yeah, a good win for Virginia. I still am kind of sus about you guys. North Carolina gets it done 96-81 against Virginia Tech. They cover that 10.5 point spread. I did not bet this game. Um but it's a good one for North Carolina. I needed this one. Kind of bounce back a little yeah. bit and get the mojo right. Yeah, I mean, this is North Carolina at home. Uh, depending on where their next game is at, don't know what team we're going to end up seeing. Duke 76, FSU 67. Duke covers the six-point spread. This was a very tight game the entire way. Duke is ranked number ninth in the country, and there is no way that there's only eight teams in the country better than them. Like, I really, really don't like this Duke team. I cannot wait to fade them in March. Yeah, it's it's like they keep winning, but you're still not impressed. Um, I mean, there's so much fucking talent on this team that I understand like they're 20 and five and that's probably what the ranking is based on, but there's too much talent for on this team to just like, they're dull. It's, it's weird. You'd expect a team with this much talent to be exciting. There's nothing exciting about that. Dude, I was, I was like looking at mock drafts today. 
I some people have fucking Kyle Filipowski being a top ten pick, and there is nothing about that kid that I watch. Like I expected him after his like he had a pretty decent freshman year to come in and be and like compete with Zach Eady to be national player of the year. There is just nothing about him that impresses me. Jeremy McCain by far is the best player on that team. By far. The true freshman. And yeah. Tyrese Proctor didn't take the step. Kyle Filipowski didn't take the step. I depending on the matchup, I hope they're like a I hope they end up getting a four seed. Because the fourteen seeds I don't know if I can back. But if they're a four seed and there's some good thirteens out there, I will hundred percent fade them. I do not like this Duke team. Plus like, just give us a team that it like I mean the same thing that killed them in the tournament last year. Give me a team that has a big that can just bully and body Filipkowski. Yeah. Um. So right now I saw Jerry Palm's bracketology had Vermont. Um, they would probably blitz Vermont. Vermont's just, they're staple to the floor. There's too many white guys. Uh, they would have no problem with them. But they were in the same region, I think, as like Utah State, who is a physical team. Even though you think Utah State, you think white kids who shoot a lot of threes. This isn't that. Um, Utah State team. So I very much out in Duke. Um, keep going here. Boston College beats Miami 85 to 77. It was basically a pick em. I think that NIL collective team of that Miami is is just basically quit on Laranega. They're all transferring out at the end of the season. It's it's bad. That team is way too talented to be this bad. And especially when, I mean, with three minutes left, it was only a one-point game. Like, I turned this on, or I had this on one of the quad screens, and I'm like, okay, maybe Miami could come out with this and just Boston College at the end. Like, Miami just couldn't hit their shots at the end of the game. And, yeah, it, it sucks. Last year was so much fun with this Miami team, but yeah, they need another guy. The ACC is just bad. I don't like any of the ACC. Um, Valid. I bet this one, Georgia Tech wins outright. They were two-point dogs at home against Syracuse. Kind of like their football team. They're hard to figure out, but Damon Sotomayor, I think, is a good coach and has this team in the right direction and give him another year. Get some guys in there that can plug the holes. This team would be good in the future. This one, though, we almost bet it. I don't know if you did. I did not. Pitt Didn't. blows out Louisville 86-59. They cover 12.5. Pitt is not really – they're not a good basketball team, and they're very middle of the road in a bad ACC. But if you want a flyer when that ACC tournament rolls around, they would probably be worth a sprinkle. Because they fuck around when they're playing, when they're, everything's clicking, they play some good basketball, and I think there's a potential Isn't for them this to win. the same scenario as last year. They were on the bubble, and well, they didn't go on a run in the ACC tournament, but near the end of the season, they went on a run and got in, right? Yep, and they slid into that. They slid into that play-in game against Mississippi State and blew them out, and then. And then beat the shit out of Iowa State. Yes, they did. And then, and I was the only one that was on Pitt still. And then I we, you were still riding Pitt, and then I decided to jump in on him against Xavier, and you killed him. And they got the shit pumped out of him. Yeah, but oh, that was the game that I we couldn't let die. No, they just like, kept it's coming over. Back. Just roll over, like every. <laughs> <laughs> right, they would don't let to, me believe they would get it to eleven, and Nelly Cummings would hit like some stupid three, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm back in." Like, come on, guys, no. Uh, another team I want to fade in March: NC State beats Clemson at on the road as an eight point dog, seventy eight to seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Clemson's gonna get in. They got enough good wins. This this team's this is a round one exit team, one thousand percent. I don't care who they're going up against. They're such a tough team to figure out, man. Like, 
At one point, I thought I had them figured out, but it, it, it's the whole, it's the ACC as a whole. I cannot figure out. Like, there's times that it seems like it's North Carolina at the top and then a gap and then like another tier. And it's, but I can't figure out this conference whatsoever. Which is so odd because last year you had that conference by the balls and didn't, yes. you knew when to take a team and when to fade a team. And this year, yeah, it's just I don't know where chaos. that magic went, but it ain't happening anymore. Now, let's go to the best conference in basketball. I don't know if you joined me on this one or not, but I bet this one. TCU, 75, Kansas State, 72. TCU was getting one. They ended up winning the game outright. Back and forth game. I wanted to bet this, and I didn't. It was back and forth, and then TCU hits a three with one second left to get the outright win. Um I think T- TCU's like the lone Big 12 team that can actually play a little bit on the road. And this Kansas State team's just not good. It's just, you can't... At the end of the day, you have to get... The transfer portal is designed to pluck holes. And Tang's got to get some talent in there to stick, or it's just not going to work. Like, this year, you struck out. You see it in Arkansas with Eric Musselman, like how bad that team is. You got to get some guys that are in your system for three or four years if you want to be good in college basketball in 2024. But TCU goes in there and gets a dub. Yeah, uh, I got to say, Jameer Nelson Jr.'s three was – I did not think it was going in. I thought it was just a he, but, man, fucking hell of a hit. Uh, I think you're right about TCU on the road. Like – they got it out that win at Baylor. I can't think of they've had some other impressive like road wins. Uh let me look it up. Granted they get granted they did have that stretch where you got your shit kicked in by Iowa State and then lost to or before or after losing to Texas at home. But uh Who, and, uh, yeah, they've oh, they've had some battles. <laughs> Maybe they only won that Baylor game because the only other Big 12 win on the road was Iowa State or Oklahoma State. But maybe uh, maybe they've just been competitive in games on the road that I've seen. Yeah, uh, they have been. But, uh, yeah, this is – I mean, for Kansas State, it's just – it's not a good team. It's just not clicking. Uh, I think a lot of it, like – the whole Tomlin situation, like you were banking on having him back. Well, and I do think I'm starting to think that he might just be a cancer because the second he goes to Memphis, Memphis looks like a top 10 team in the country and they immediately suck. You're right. (laughs) Immediately suck. Yeah. Like the second he stepped on campus, they sucked. (laughs) So he might just be a cancer. Um, I need you to explain to me how the end of this game happened. I still haven't looked it up. I was waiting for the show. I was working. Iowa State 82, Texas Tech 74. We cover by half a point there. We laid the 7.5 to Iowa State. Yeah, um, I'm trying to look it up. Uh, I thought you were watching. No, no, no. I was watching, but I was trying, I'm trying to remember. Exact, I mean, with like 249... Or we, I mean, we had some big leads in this. At like one point, Iowa State was up like 19, and it came down to pretty close cover. That like at the end, Texas Tech splashed some threes while all Iowa State can do is just hit free throws. So it got a little bit sketchy and. Iowa State did have, or I mean, Texas Tech did have a shot there to blow the cover with a three. Ended up missing, but it shouldn't have been that close. But still, very good win by Iowa State. I'm so ready to ride this team in the tournament as far as they can take us. Yeah, I love this Iowa State team. Big one tonight against Houston. We're not going to give him out his picks, but obviously we took the nine and a half. You probably won't listen to this before that game picks off. But again, I get the spot. Like Houston, Iowa State gave Houston their first loss of the season. And Houston is insane at home, and they're practically unbeatable. 
But I really think I really don't think the gap between Houston and Iowa State is as big as what like the analytics say and what everybody else thinks. And if I lose this one, fuck it, I'll ride the fucking ship. I'll sink with this motherfucker. Yep. They cycling through mm-hmm. is good. Um, cash on this one. Kansas gets it done, sixty-seven to fifty-seven at Oklahoma. It's a tale as old as time. Everybody questions how good Kansas is. Are they going to be able to win the Big 12 or have a share of the Big 12? And Bill Self picks it up in late February and early March. So, Jayhawks get another big win there. Uh, McCuller did play in this game. He had a good game as well. But it was it was a back and forth from the most most of the way. And then Kansas pulls away late. It was definitely a tale of two halves. Uh, Kansas just that first half, I was like... There's no way they are going to win this game. They look bad. And a second half, like the flip or the switch got flipped. And they were able to button up on defense. I mean, in that second half, only allowed 23 points. And like, (sighs) it's crazy. Or it's. In saying that at times they forget they have Hunter Dickinson and he goes off for 20 points, did have 16 rebounds, but it was just like in that first first half, it didn't seem like he was doing much. And then that second half just fed him, fed him, fed him. And it, and it started to work. But yeah, don't doubt Kansas. Especially I don't this know. Time of year. I, I, I still don't know how truly good they are. But the talent's still fucking there. They still have Liz Dickinson, probably top ten player. In oh yeah, oh yeah. He'll he'll be a first or second team All American. Exactly. I mean, I would so, say he's the second best big man in college basketball outside of Zach yeah. Eady. Um, I don't know if you end up betting this one. I did not, but I know I picked Texas on the show. Houston eighty-two, Texas sixty-one. Again. No, very much glad that I did not bet this. It, this was dead. Like I, we didn't lock it up immediately. Was, yeah, Houston controlled this game the entire way, which is why, like tonight, scares me a little bit. But I do think Iowa State's a way better team than Texas. Maybe not talent wise, yes. but just what we've seen this year, yeah. team wise. Yes, um, I cash on this one. I don't know if you came along, Oklahoma State. Covers against BYU, they went outright 93 to 80, 93 to 83. They were getting five and a half points. BYU is just not the same team on the road. It it was it, it was the tale as old as time for BYU. If the threes aren't falling, they are fucked. I think it was in that first half. Uh, I forget what the it was like two for fifteen from three, and they just weren't hitting them, and. The second half started working it inside a little bit more and then were able to hit some threes and there were like moments that they cut it to like six and you're like, they could fucking do this. They could fucking come back and win this. And nope. Just, yeah, I love BYU, but man, if those shots aren't falling, they are done. Stay on the winning train here to the Big East. Creighton goes on, goes into Hinkle and gets a win. You kind of missed some Big 12 games. Did I? Yeah. What did I miss? Oh, oh I'm, I'm seeing her now. Yeah, I missed two. Sorry. Cincinnati gets it done. 76-74. They go to UCF and get a win. We leaned Cincinnati but did not get... I didn't bet it. I don't know if you did or not. No, but I mean, it was because we said we can't the, this UCF team is going to fuck somebody up at some point, and you don't want to be on the losing side of it. Baylor 94-81, or beats West Virginia 94-81. This West Virginia sucks. Yeah, that was the only reason why I didn't want you to skip this, because Mr. Country Roads. Dude, uh, that line stunk. I, I know, and I fucking laid it with Baylor, and yeah, I when we were doing the pick podcast on Friday, 
I was thinking that you were on the right side with me with Baylor, but you were Mr. O Country Roads, West Virginia. And at the same time as you're playing that song, I'm betting Baylor. I'm like, there's no fucking way again, that Baylor would. Again, as I said on the show, I was fully prepared to eat shit, and I'm betting this because that line stunk. And I thought no, Vegas knew something. They didn't. Because everybody and their mom bet fucking Baylor. And guess and what? Everybody and their mom cashed. Yes. And Cody did not. <laughs> it's the Big East. We won this one, though. Creighton 79, Butler 57. I, whew, I'm i starting to really like Creighton again. That's a, that's a really, really good win in Hinkle. No, I uh, definitely ended up seeing on uh, Ken Palm... They're in the threshold now as far as the rate or rating. So, yeah, I, I'm i still thinking we got that future, man. What? I mean, that's a big it sucks thing. that we didn't, we didn't gain any value with it. It just stayed the same the whole time because there were some times that it was looking pretty low for us. Yeah. I, I mean, I really wish Nemhard and Kalumu were still there. Both went off the shittier situations, but still. Yeah. I think this Creighton team is really good. They got a big one tomorrow. We'll get to the picks after we're done recapping everything. We ain't shit on this one, though. UConn 81, Marquette 53. Never a game. UConn covers a seven. Not even a fucking game. Everything that could go possibly right for UConn, it did. Everything that went wrong for Marquette. I will say, I'm not that upset about it. Because mm-hmm. in the rematch, in the last game of the regular season, Marquette is 100% winning that game. And I'm going to get some value in that line. And I will be hammering the fuck out of Marquette. UConn is not 28 uh, points better than Marquette. They're just not. It was just a... They got off to a hot start. Marquette did not. And every shot that UConn threw up was going in. I don't think these two teams are that far apart. I really don't. No, um, I mean, in that first half, it was pretty close to start, and then you'd see UConn get up and go on a 9-0 run, but then there, I remember specifically, like, Marquette came down fast, and Cole splashed the three, and... You're like, okay, well, Marquette's not going to go away. And it was just Marquette couldn't keep up with the shots. And then the dam just burst, and this is what happens. This is what ha- This is why UConn is the best team in the nation. But also, at the same time, the margin from UConn to Marquette is not this much. No, it, this was just... It's probably... It's... It's not it's not twenty eight points, but it's not also it's not three points. But no, 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 no. It's it, it's it's probably close to where the line for this game was. But still, like that's just that UConn is that fucking good. And especially when you have to play them at home and that play I mean they live and die with that team. And that stadium was just jumping. I don't. I did definitely not bet this one. But Providence eighty-one, DePaul seventy. DePaul covers. They still stink. But Sunday didn't oh, bet God. it. Hearts broke. Seton Hall sixty-eight. St. John's sixty-two. Yeah. What was St. John's up at half? Uh, I want to say it was like uh, 41-29. It was was worse than I thought it was. Dude, they only 21 points in that second half. And Rick, (laughs) Slick Rick was not happy in the press. Nope. Mm -mm. Called his team unathletic, which they are. Ripped ripped their playing style. Because he knows that this team isn't going to make it to the tournament. So... Like none of these players are going to be on this team next year. Not very many of them, no. And I, I do think, obviously, I mean, it's not crazy to say. Like you have the right guy. He won two fucking national championships. He's a hell of a fucking basketball yeah, coach. 
He got he he got this job late, didn't he? Um, it was during March Madness, so I think might have been like oh, okay. the week of the first round. Okay, never mind then. He had yeah, oh. he had his choices, and the problem mm. is with St. John's is they just don't have the money. Like they were in on Cam Spencer, like kind of like the glue guy, the who just always seems to shine for UConn in big games. Uh, the Rutgers transfer, and he ended up choosing UConn because St. John's just doesn't have the NIL to compete. I do think maybe next season or maybe even even the year after that, he gets a couple guys in there. He has some four and five stars that are committed. They will be good. It's just this group of mid-major all-stars. It just seemed like this this offseason, they got such a, like a late start on the transfer portal. And, I mean, that's where he needed to do the more, most work. So, I mean, it sucks. I'm still hoping and praying there's some miracle. But uh, I'm starting to lose hope. If they can find a way to win bit. that Creighton game, they might have a shot. And if but I still think you got to go to like the final four of the Big East tournament. Yeah, you probably will. But if I think we'll get to it when we do the picks, but if I think what happens tomorrow happens, I actually don't hate their chances against Creighton. Um, let's go to the Big Ten. Cash on this one. Don't know if you bet it. Illinois covers a two and a half against Maryland on the road, 85 to 80. It looks like Terrence Shannon's going to be here all year, dude. I think Illinois is a mm-hmm. legit threat to to go to the Final Four. I don't know if that's a – I can't really sit here and picture Terrence Shannon and Dumask holding the National Championship trophy up. But I think this team is legit, and they are close to Purdue as the second-best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, they are a very, very good team. Uh, and, I mean – Shannon is definitely the difference maker on this team. I know that stretch where he was out, things weren't looking good, but I know they're coming. This was big after the Michigan State loss where you were up for the majority of that game. So, yeah. I don't, like you said, I don't know if I could picture them winning it all. But as a team that can make a deep play or deep tournament run, I'm not looking past them whatsoever. They're gonna be they're gonna be a very very tough out in this tournament. I do have to remember because I already have it written down. I have not added them to my tournament parameters. Brad Underwood in March because he is he is very close to the Rick Barnes. Yeah, I forgot Tommy, there was that. Tommy oh my God, there was that Coburn. And uh, yeah, they lost to Loyola, but we were also all over Loyola. What did they do last year? I can't even fucking remember. Lost in the first uh, round. They lost in the first round. To yep. who? I can't remember, but I know they lost in the first round. Yeah, they have not made a Sweet Sixteen. I I'm pretty sure it was since the 2005 run with Darren Williams, Luther Head, Rafer Alston, the team that Ohio State beat. When they like remember uh, their undefeated yep. season, I think it was yep. something Sullivan. I I remember the name. It's some Sullivan for Ohio State hit like a three. Matt Sylvester. Sylvester, that's the name, not Sullivan. Yes, to ruin the undefeated. Why season. the hell would you not ask me? I cannot remember. <laughs> it's like um, my earliest Ohio State basketball memory. That was like the Jaquel Foster team, like that. That those teams, Ohio State teams, were fun. Um, I, I think you bet this one, me. I don't remember for sure, but Michigan State seventy three, Michigan sixty three. They cover the six and a oh, half. Yes. This one was yeah. Michigan s- State was uh, the last leg in a lot of pair. Parlor did not hit thanks to one team that we'll get to, but yeah, Michigan State was just far and away the better team in this game. I was ready to cash out on my national championship future of them, but I don't this. Don't. It happens every fucking year, and you you want to overreact, but they start off slow, and then Izzo has that team rolling towards the end. So I like this team. I don't know what you could get them at now, but I remember seeing them at like thirty five to one. Yeah, and I don't I don't hate it. They got the players. That's never been a question. Mm-hmm. 
I did not bet this one. No. I, I, I'm pretty sure I locked it on the podcast and, and did not end up betting it. Nebraska 68, Penn State 49. They covered the eight and a half. Nebraska's so good at home. They're minus 250 now on that bet we made. Yeah, I did not bet Nebraska because this line stunk, didn't it? Wasn't it like six? It was, I think it, it was opened at seven and a half. And then ended up jumping. So, we were like, why are they not nine and a half point favorites? Yeah, but we also knew at the same time, this you can't like, sleep on this Penn State team. Uh, yeah, really wish I would bet it. Was They were money line in a lot of parlays. But, I don't, did you bet yeah. this one? I picked the right side on the pod, but I didn't bet it. Iowa in overtime, 88, Wisconsin 86. Wow. No, because I knew that Iowa was the right side. But I can't like I can't go against Wisconsin. They suck. Dude, this collapse is bad. Right after I placed their future on the national title. I'm like, you're giving me a top ten team at forty five to one to win the national title in Ken Palm? I'm hammering this. Yeah, they suck. They stink. They don't have losses to Iowa. Rutgers, Michigan, Purdue, Nebraska. Uh, there's a loss to Penn State, and your like only win in that time span is Ohio State. Uh, we'll say schedule does look like it. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what what's going on with this Wisconsin team. You look like a lock to be at least. They were at one point a two seed in bracketology before this. Mm-hmm. And what now? Probably five. They might be lucky to get that at the after all this shit. But yeah, you gotta go. You got Maryland, Indiana, uh, Illinois, Rutgers. And Purdue. Where's that Rutgers game at? It's home. Okay, so you should be able to win that one. It goes, it goes uh, home against Maryland, at Indiana, uh, home against Illinois, home against Rutgers, at Purdue to end it. All right, I would say that Illinois game is probably a toss up, but you should be able to win the other three, and then Purdue, you're not beating in Mackey. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, just. Uh, it sucks. Speaking of Purdue, we, though. Oh, God. My Buckeyes! Cash the plus eight. This line open at nine and a half. What a joke. I Ohio State gets it done outright 73 to 69. against the number two ranked team in the nation. Jake Diebler, in his first game as interim head coach, taking over for Chris Holman. Gets it done. It's wild what you can do with talent when you have a competent fucking head coach. It is wild. And obviously I'm a little bit biased because one of my friends that I work with, that's his cousin, and I really want him to get the job. Ohio State fans probably don't want that. But just for his sake, I do want him to get the job. We've talked about it. Down the stretch, their schedule is kind of favorable. I do think there's an outside chance Ohio State can No, stop it. I do think, I really think there is. Don't. Look, I don't. they can beat um, Minnesota. They can beat Minnesota. They're probably going to lose to Michigan State. At home against Nebraska, that's an automatic win. Nebraska cannot play on the road. They're going to beat Michigan at home. Sorry to laugh. For some reason, there's a fuck-up on Action Network where they're apparently playing a Saturday game, March 3rd, against BYU. That, that's not real. <laughs> it's in BYU. Oh, God. If that's could a game, they're losing. The, yeah, can you imagine what that game would do to this podcast? Yeah, that that's not happening. And then they're at Rutgers. So I don't think it's inconceivable to win these four games. Now, I could be overreacting. I don't think they're completely yes. out of it just yet. No, they're out of it. Um, but, I mean, this is just a great win on a program that was looking pretty fucking down even as a fan and was rooting for 
like we both work with uh Chris. Chris. And I mean, I had to give him shit as soon as I saw him this morning. Like, how does it feel that you will never be as successful as your cousin? No. When's the last time you beat the number two team in the country? Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a great win. Like, it was great to see the crowd still behind this team. And like, I'm not going to make this all about Ohio State, but. For for Diebler, I'm ecstatic for him. Like to see the emotion he was showing after the game was I mean it was it was pretty cool to see. Now, to get on the team that we should be talking about, what the fuck Purdue. I understand like Ohio State in the past has played Purdue very tough at when Ohio State is the home team. I'm pretty sure they said that uh, they don't have a record above 50 per, or a record under 500 at uh, Ohio State. Like, this was not a good game from Purdue whatsoever. It was just. There's no reason to fucking lose to this Ohio State team. This Ohio State team, like I know you were talking about, they're not good. They have talent, and they're finally getting good coaching. But this was this was a like put your house on the line should win game for Purdue, a team that is reeling after they just fired their fucking coach. Like this is embarrassing, Purdue. Yeah, but again, I will say, if you take the talent and compare them to each other, it's really not inconceivable to say Ohio State's that far less talented. Like that, it, it again, like no, it, they're I just get poorly that coached. The extreme, the extreme is Zach Eady's all the way up here, but then like everybody's down here, so it brings like the average. Yeah. Like down, like but, who on Purdue would you take over Bruce Thornton? Because there's not a single motherfucker on that team I would take over him. Don't even say no. Braden Smith. Like not a chance. And Mm-mm. again, I it's that when we do the tournament show, like Purdue is going to be the most hard team to. Like it's really gonna, I'm really gonna struggle with it because they. No, should, I know it's it's gonna be bad. <laughs> I I don't think they're gonna lose to a 16 seed. I I really don't. But like if they get put against. Like uh, let's say an eight seed, like FAU could be an eight seed. Like I picked it last year, Dude. they never met, but it's gonna be really hard for me to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, God, what's the big dude for FAU? Vlad. Vlad Golden. Yeah, I thought it was Golden, but yeah, Vlad going up against Edie. Like I know Edie still has. What a couple inch advantage on he's seven four. Okay. I know he's seven four. But does it matter? Remember if the tallest guy for Fairleigh Dickinson was six nine. Ballad. It's like Zach Eady played phenomenal in that FDU game. It's just he has no guards. The guards shut down their pants. And I mean that's kind of what happened here. Like Eady obviously got his uh what was he? He had twenty two points. It was just like everyone else around him just wasn't really doing as much. Um, and I will give like Dibler credit; like he spread the time out a lot amongst the team. We finally saw uh, Bonner get more time, and like he did very, very well. It's like he. It was almost like he had more faith in this team than Holtman did. So, yeah, I, I'm not trying to make it all about Ohio State. But no, but this is just not good. This is just bad by Purdue. I'm just gonna say this: people are gonna call me crazy when I say they're not done yet. I'm just telling you, they have wins over they're Purdue, done. and they have wins over Alabama, and that's gonna go a long way. 
I'm not saying they're making the tournament. I would still set the odds at like minus 600. They're not. But I'm saying those two wins are going to go a long way. If they can, like, if they do the run they did last year in the Big Ten, they're in. As long as they can win three of the last two games, those two wins are going to go a long way. But a lot of basketball still to be played. Don't do this to me. Northwestern gets it done on the road to Indiana. I didn't bet this. I picked Indiana on the show, though. Um, Mike Woodson's fired. Dusty May is the next head coach of Indiana. And then to close out the Big Ten, Minnesota just covering fucking machine. They went 81 to 70. They were covering, they were uh, laying five and a half at home. They're just, they just cover every fucking game. They're not going to be in the tournament because Ben Johnson scheduled like one of the weakest non con schedules of all time. But yeah, and they, I don't think they played. Uh, I was looking at it. I think, uh, like they only played Purdue once, and uh, what else was it? I think you like avoided Illinois, or you only got uh, one game against Illinois. Like this was the one time to have like a so- like not a solid non-con, but enough to get you some style points. Yeah, they have zero. Considering you were, yeah. So like you have if, nothing there. If they go against. Like, you put the resume up against Ohio State. Ohio State's going to have more losses, but the win against Purdue and the win against Alabama is going to go farther. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to schedule somewhat of a competent. Like, they played no P6s. So, I don't feel bad yep. for you. Um, to the Pac-12, they just keep on fucking rolling, Connor. Wazoo, 72. Stanford, 59. They covered the 7.5. Stanford was up at half. Well, actually, what happened was Washington, or Was Wazoo, Jumps out to like a 10-point lead early in the game. Stanford comes back, and then once the game kept going, like Wazoo's really freaking good. Miles or Miles Rice is one of my favorite basketball players right now. And that uh, they're they're a very fun team. I'm ready to see how far they could go. Yeah, that, that, that that's gonna be a team that we're gonna have to check ourselves when we do the tournament show. 100%. Because I'm probably going to have them a round or two farther than they actually should be. Oh, dude. Oh, God. What if they're the nine seed? And guess who's in their bracket? It's Purdue. Like, what if that happens? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. Like, I'm immediately putting them in the Don't. Sweet 16. And they they might lose their in the opening round. If that happens, I'm doing it. I'm I'm afraid for how much money we would have on Wazoo. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't even take. I wouldn't even touch the spread. <laughs> I know. Me neither. It scares me. All right, we kind of dominated this Pac-12 a little bit, but Oregon outlasts Oregon State in the basketball version of the Civil War, sixty to fifty-eight. But Oregon State gets that cover, that plus seven. Oregon just, dude, they're just not good. And Oregon State at mm-hmm. home is. Competent. Not good, but they're competent. Yeah, I I still think this is more just Oregon is not good. I don't know. Have they completely fallen off for Lenardi? Yeah, don't let them in. Please do not let them in. Yes, please, for the love of God, do not let them in. They're just not good. Mark Madsen gets a win on the road, 82-80 to against Washington. This Cal team, seven-and-a-half-point dogs, get the win outright, didn't bet it. Good first year for Mr. Matson in Berkeley. They're not they're not doing anything in March or anything, but this is a step in the right direction. And then oh god. Yes. I one of these games, there's so many games on the weekend it even happens in college football. Didn't know this game happened. Arizona at 105, Arizona State 60. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is why I'm saying when it comes to the tournament, you're still not going to like Arizona, and I'm going to love them. Like, they are so fucking good, dude. They were, I mean, I know what happened against Princeton was very bad, but, dude, Caleb takes them to another level. That Like, those that drought that they went on against Princeton. Caleb's not going to allow that to happen. Um I think he they, might go 0 for 7 on seven straight possessions. 
I am not a Caleb Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I am no. If he's I, off, he's gonna I, keep shooting till he's on. No, I understand that. There you you gotta mix the good with the bad, but dude, I just that I love this Arizona team. This is the same Arizona team that did lose to Oregon State. So I'm not. I under, I under, I understand that. You might. I, I will that. tell you right but it's now. It's a long season. I mean, there's thirty something games. What do you want to do? You can't win them all. I'm telling you right now. Say, when we do the tournament show, if you love them enough, save one of your vetoes because there's zero percent chance I'm going to have them this week 16. I'm going to pick against them in their their second round game. I, I know Tommy Lloyd. This is what happens every year. And you don't trust Caleb Love. You're basically doing a 50 we'll see. He's either going to the national title or he's losing the first round. Yes. Um, did you bet this one? I bet it very late. Colorado 92, I USC did. 89. They cover the two and a half by the hook. It's a good win. They needed this one. They survived. Um, I don't know why this Colorado team is not very good. They're, they might have three first round picks, including maybe two lottery guys with De Silva. Cody Williams and KJ Simpson. He he's a fringe first rounder. He might be early second, but you needed this one. I placed a couple bets today, which I should have waited because I got him at plus three three fifty to make the NCAA tournament. And ended up jumping to like three hours later to like plus four seventy five. So I lost a lot of value there. But I do think the schedule's favorable, and I do think they still have a chance. Yeah, this was. Big win for Colorado. Uh, yeah, I, it's so tough that you, to bet on the road team against USC at home because that seems like the only time that the talent actually seems to click. Uh, but still, like this USC team is not. That good. Brawny to Ohio State. So I was kind of... I mean, yeah. I, do think, I know, I think it uh, happens. I think it could. Uh, I know that we're already going after... Uh, God, what's the other Bryce. Bryce. Yeah, Maxis. Bryce. No, and I... So... Not to shit on USC anymore, but like Andy Enfield's... I know we got Florida Gulf Coast to Sweet 16. He took the Evan Mobley team. To the Elite Eight, but I... Turns out Evan Mobley's just an elite player. Yeah. I mean, he's still showing how good he is yeah. in the NBA. And then he also had his... Isaiah Mobley was also there. Drew Peterson was really good mm-hmm. on that team. I, if, I'll i tell you what, if I if Bronny went to Ohio State, I think Bronny's really good. Like, I don't know... Like, he's not his dad by any means. You can't... I mean, no. also to hold him to that standard of being, like, the second greatest player of all time. Like, it's very hard. But no, a, it's the same thing that they did to Jordan's son. I remember when uh, he, he a, went to – he played at Illinois. And UCF. Yes. Oh, I didn't know But Bronny, that. I think – Michael Jordan's son is not Bronny James. Bronny James is like a legit good college basketball player. Does everything right. He was a guy that you would love to have. Any school in America is going to want him. Mm-hmm. But, um, the last game on Sunday in the Pac-12, Utah – 70 UCLA 69. Damn. Uh that that basically kills anything I had on you at UCLA to maybe be an outside looking in. But Utah needed this one. This was almost like an elimination game for them. And they played it like it was. Uh it I really wanted UCLA to win this because like we talked them up oh. on uh Friday. I apologize. I did bet this. Because I got the number at one and a half, and it j- closed at six. Five and a half, six, depending Jesus. on the book. Yeah, I got UCLA at one and a half. That's right, because I I chalked it up as a win because they were up like 12 to 13 and then choked it away. Yeah, it's it was tough. Um, almost could have had a shot at the end. Uh, Utah drew up a great play to uh, take the lead with point two left. But man, on the last play, 
ball just bounces around that hoop a little bit too much and killed like a whole half a uh, second and a half. Yeah, killed that like Cove gave and you killed any like shot you could have had that wasn't a tip. Mm-hmm. Which I maybe I'm just an idiot. I thought if the basketball touch touched the top of the backboard, it was out of bounds. I'm per- so in college. I think it's very subjective because there's some that it like I'm like you you didn't call it on this possession, but you caught it on this possession, and it looked exactly the same. I've never actually looked the roll up, but it just seems it's like it's a subjective call, like a block and charge. Because there's some where it just goes cleanly over the backboard. Somebody catches it and they call it. And there's one that like hits, I would say, majority of the backboard, but a little bit of the ball hits the top and they call it. I'm like, what, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that last one, it just looked like it caught the front top front edge. And I was like, doesn't that mean it? Or I thought about it after the fact. I'm like, shouldn't that have been out of bounds? But they kept playing. So, yeah, uh, tough for UCLA. But also, it still seemed like, even though the schedule seemed like it could be there, it was still pretty much a long shot. But I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide, baby. I don't give a piss about nothing. Goddamn right. I ain't shit. Alabama yes, 100, you, you. Texas A&M 75. Why in the fuck did I fade Alabama at home? I They score I 100 know. points every fucking time they're at home. You know what pisses me off the most about this was I was looking at this game when we were doing it, and obviously I loved Alabama, but I looked at the over-under, and it was literally 152. I'm like, well... I mean, I should have bet it. I was like, all Bama has to do is hit 100 and we're good. And, yeah, I mean, what I think this is – I forget what, however many games it is. And and the funny thing is, like, obviously this game was a 25-point game. Alabama was hunting for that last three to get to 100. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. like, God damn. I need to start betting Alabama overs. I mean, my God. On the road. Just, oh, at, home, I mean. this, uh, 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 at home, they are so fucking good. Granted, I don't know how far I'm. I, like, oh, no. I, get, I don't know if I have them going past the round of 32. I have the biggest boner when it comes to fading them in March. <laughs> like, no. We didn't have them in the Final Four last year, we had them losing to Creighton. Which mm-hmm. ultimately lost, but probably could have easily. That was a shitty call. But yeah, this shit's not going to work in March. They can't play away from home. You got to you got to be able to settle for the mid range jumpers, and they're going to seventy seventh ranked defense. Yeah, which we've talked about. If they get four spots back, nobody over eighty has won a first round game. If they have a top ten offense, which they're number one. So now I think it's going to break this year because they're going to be a three seed more than likely. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know if like bracket matrix has the 14s as Wilmington. I don't see it. LaTeX not good. Vermont too white. And then Moorhead. Moorhead should not be a 14. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't see that, but the sixes, like if they stayed there, if you, We'll say the six beats the 11. BYU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Utah State. I would like a lot of those. Or the 11s, Indiana State, Nebraska, Utah, Mississippi. Wouldn't hate that. Um, I didn't know this game happened either. Florida, 88. UGA, 82. Florida covers. Uh, Florida's Florida's pretty much in. I think they're good now. And I like this team. This might be a yeah, team. Yeah, I bet. Might be a sleepy Sweet 16 pick for me. No, I definitely think so. Uh, I've kind of been on the Florida train. I did bet this uh, guy at two and a half. Uh, I will say Georgia did make this very, very sketchy. It was uh, 46-40 and a half. But Florida is a solid team. Like, 
I, 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 there's a cap to how good they could be, but they could definitely be in the Sweet 16, like you said. Yeah, like they're going to lose in the first round embarrassingly or go to the Sweet 16. Like there's no mm-hmm. higher path than that. But mm-hmm. they might fuck around a little bit. Um, Mississippi State 71, Arkansas 67, Arkansas gets a cover. I didn't realize Mississippi State's actually also pretty safe. They would yeah, have to really uh, fuck around. not safe in my mind, considering uh, you should have. <laughs> Dude, the, I don't know why I bet Mississippi State at 11.5. This Arkansas team is not good, but I guess that was just too many points for Mississippi State to try to cover, but I thought we could. I thought that they'd be able to thoroughly kick Arkansas's ass, but Arkansas proved me wrong. It is what it is. This was just flat out bad bet by me. Somehow Vegas is just smarter than everybody because this lined open at five and a half and closed at eight. But LSU goes into Columbia, South Carolina, and gets the outright win. Another team where I just, again, I don't think they're good. They continue to win games. They might fuck me in March. They fuck me all gambling season, all season long. But good win for uh, LSU. Yeah. Eight. Absolute shit on this. I was on South Carolina at five and a half. I I know. I think we talked about that. This line stunk. Yeah, I I took South and, Carolina, but I I was like, I'm not betting it. This line smells. Yeah, and I got into the stink, dude. I know it was like 17:37 left in the game, but we were up 38 to 25. And just went on a what was it? Like it was a pretty long stretch where they could not buy a bucket, and then like you know, like well, the covers in danger, but I still have the money line in a parlay. Oh, oh, now the money lines in danger. Now we'll get we'll get to the team that killed every single fucking parlay. But yeah, this is just tough, especially like I was starting to believe in the South Carolina team. And obviously, like if we hire Parrish, like or I want that I want South Carolina to be good. So I can kind of room for them to be good. And that yeah, this just tough collapse. Let's blow by these next two and then we'll get to the the shitty one. Tennessee blows out. Vanderbilt, 88-53. Never a game. They cover the 20-and-a-half. And then... Yep. You told me not to do it. Did it anyway. But Missouri covers against Ole Miss. They cover the 11-and-a-half. They lose by three. Um, they're actually in this game for the majority of it, but they suck, but they did give me the cover. And this one just fucking sucks. Kentucky goes into the jungle and gets an outright win as eight-and-a-half-point dogs. I ended up actually getting it at nine-and-a-half. Is when the line first opened, and I was like, I got it. eight and a half. Yeah, and they get the outright win over Auburn. I thought Auburn was unbeatable at the jungle. It turns out same. And they, Kentucky on the road only giving up fifty nine points. Like wh- what? How did that make any sense? The this I mean this was the game that killed everything for me. I had a parlay that I absolutely loved. That was Iowa State money line, Alabama money line, uh, Michigan State money line, uh, Wazoo money line, and then Auburn money line. And this just this fucking killed it, man. They came out flat as shit. And for whatever reason, against a bad Kentucky defense, could not get a fucking basket. Um, I know that, like, we were talking about, like, months ago, or not months ago, uh, weeks ago, about Auburn going to Alabama and how they had not been tested. They had not played anybody. And... I got a little bit down on Auburn, but I was starting to buy back into them, and I was thinking just there's no way they fucking lose this game. 
But fucking Kentucky came out like they needed it more and come away with a giant win. I when mean, everybody seemed to be down on Kentucky. I mean, they definitely needed it more, but like I, I still just like if I told you, even after what you know now, this was the line in the jungle. Like I feel like you would still take Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm taking Auburn because they are so fucking good at home. They've destroyed teams at home. Uh, just trying to, yeah, they beat Alabama by 18, a team that can shoot the ball fucking very good. Um, I'm trying to go back on some of they their. They beat South Carolina by 40. Wins. Mm-hmm. Beat Texas A&M. You beat. You destroyed LSU. You destroyed Ole Miss. I mean, just this is. Yeah, I don't know. Not what you expect. I, I, I no, I, and I don't know what to take away from this because I don't want to get high on Kentucky because I still don't. I still think they're too fucking young. And Auburn, I still want to believe in, but like some of these games are. Kind of like eye opening. It's like, are you guys gonna be a first round exit? It's quite possible. Again, we have to wait to see the bracket shakes out. But mm-hmm. let's get to some picks for Tuesday. I have five down already. They've placed. Uh, uh, I I'm shooting from the hip, but go ahead and start listing some of yours off, and I'm just so I could tail. <laughs> this first one, I haven't actually placed. But I do lean this way. I'm going to look at it a little bit more. Is Are we basing this line off of name? Because does is Villanova six and a half points better against Butler? I know they're at home. But they have just mm. underachieved all season long. They're not a bubble team like some people think they are. Butler needs this win. So I'm going to lean Butler here. This one. What happened in that? What happened in that? Oh, that was the game. Wait, no, that wasn't the one. I was trying to think which game was it that was an absolute battle for. Oh, wait, no, uh, never mind. I'm an idiot. I was trying to figure out which game it was that we bet Butler, and it was an absolute battle, but we ended up getting the cover. That it was that game against. Uh, Oh no! Wait, that was the Providence game. Never mind. I mean, that idiot. was the one where we jumped on it live. Yes. Um, um, this one's a lock, though. I love this play. I love it. I love it. I love it. Creighton plus three at home against UConn. UConn just came off of the Marquette win, and I think this Creighton team's really fucking good. And that is a and Omaha is a really hard place to play. I think Creighton wins this game outright. This is a statement game. And if you want to tail any of the futures that we have on Creighton, do it before this game is played. Because as soon as they beat UConn, it's going to go up. Now, if UConn mm-hmm. wins this fucking game, if, if UConn wins, uh, it's going to be hard for me not to pick them to win the national title. But I really, I think this is a, a good spot for Creighton. This is two days removed from that Marquette game. I think Creighton mm-hmm. wins this game outright. And obviously, like Don, like... And take in every second of it because Ryan Kalkbrenner, Big Kalk versus Klingon is an amazing matchup. and That's going to be a great matchup. And that crowd in Omaha is going to be rocking. So I think Creighton wins this game outright. Um, don't tell this one. Please don't tell this one. West Virginia gets it done at home against UCF. UCF is not a good road team. And West Virginia's got to get one. They got to get another one. How many games they lost in a row? It's a lot. And you say I'm the most biased person on this. They're going to get one. They're going to get one. I think they can get it done against UCF. I took the plus three. But, and then, I don't know if I want to give this one out. Because I got it right when it opened, and it was at one. It's now at three. 
But I bet I bet BYU at home gets Baylor. Baylor gave them their first Big Ten or first Big Twelve loss ever. So I think it's a revenge spot, and they also play really good in altitude. So I like that one. But this, so that's one I'll be weary of. I was weary of the Butler one. I was weary of the West Virginia one and the BYU one. Definitely betting Creighton. And then this one is no. Good. I've already bet that. <laughs> I took the plus two at San Diego State on the road to Utah State. The cream rises to the top. San Diego State has been on fire, and they're finally showing everybody why they're the best team in the Mountain West still. They are still the class of the Mountain West. So, I and the, the really big thing, I know Logan's a tough place to play, but the athleticism difference between Utah State and San Diego State is giant. And I think San Diego State's got the athletes. Like they, I know they lost to Nevada a couple weeks ago on the road, but Nevada's got dudes. They got athletes. Like Blackshear and Jared Lucas are su- superior athletes. Utah State's just not athletic, and I think San Diego State can kind of dominate from that standpoint. I think they win the game outright. So I bet that one. I bet the Creighton one. If you're feeling wild, bet that West Virginia one. I can't find anything other than that Creighton one that I like. Um, I don't know. I was kind of thinking about dipping my toe in the ECU plus five and a half at Texas Tech. Like, I don't like. I think the margin is lot. Cl- I mean, they're what at five and a half. They're saying that Texas Tech is point and a half better. Yeah, I don't know, though, because these numbers this year I feel like are crazier than normal. Like, teams that I think are pretty equal, they're making, like, six-and-a-half-point dogs. I still think TCU is, like, more I, – I still think, like, TCU is the better team between when yeah. you're looking at them and Texas Tech. It's just some more of the fact that Texas Tech is at home. But I'm not even, like, really confident in that. Um I think I don't know, dude. I'm probably gonna end up betting this, but I'm gonna lay the points with Toledo at home against Akron. It's a revenge spot. These are the classes of the Mac, and they got clipped the first time. Um, Toledo did against Akron, and then if you want to stay up late and be crazy, I'm I really don't know why this line dropped. St. Mary's is laying. I, I, well, now I'm, I might backtrack myself on this one. They have not showed up on any kind of bubble watch, but quietly San Francisco's 21-6. If they can get this one against St. Mary's, they're going to be right on that bubble. But, man, my heart tells me to lay the points with St. Mary's. They bloom out in San, San Francisco earlier this year. But if I'm having a good day, I'm going to lay it with St. Mary's. But other than that, I'm out. But I really do like that Creighton game. I really, really like Creighton tomorrow. Now there's a lot of great games to watch. There's just the lot the numbers are just too hard for me to bet. Wait, bet that game, bet that uh, Creighton game on DraftKings because they're going to give a boost, 100. percent They always will on that game. And again, it's a good revenge spot for Creighton, so I like them there. Um, well, that's I mean that's basically it, buddy. We'll be back Friday with some picks for the Saturday slate. Um, until then, we're out of here. Peace.